Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there and welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will offer you some good discounts, won't they? Michael Normanton. Sure will. Like? Uh, big three. <laughs> it's still big, yeah, it's big three. Three percent, is that all? No, no, the big three. The big, big 15% off, 3% off, off the big three. Three percent off 15 different things. <laughs> Name let's them. Not, let's not confuse matters. No, you get 15% off the big three, which are your wills, your probate, your conveyancing. Right, pick one of those three. What's your favourite one? What's the one you're always talking about? You know, you're going to whatever meetings you go to. Yeah, and you yeah. say, oh, Let's talk about conveyancing. Conveyancing today. Yep, I've used that. What is twice it? before? What is it you like about conveyancing? Oh, moving house. Yeah, that's all part of it, isn't it? Yeah, got to got to get that sorted. Otherwise, you can't move. Yeah. Any thoughts on conveyancing? Particularly, do you want to reflect on Levi's? Score on review solicitors, which is currently four point nine out of five. Yeah, I yeah did, were you I, checking I, that? I knew that. Yeah, 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 good. And I've read some of the recent reviews as well. Okay, um, would highly recommend. Are these ones that you just a first class legal team at competitive rates as well? Did you just happen to have these comments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People have said things like, "I would recommend Levi's." Now, um, I don't know. They wouldn't say that. Say, um, sometimes I forget. Um, <laughs> I said I was recommended you Levi's, yeah. and I would happily do the same. Yeah. That's what people have said. I really, yeah. really hope they renew this summer. <laughs> After that. The only reason they're not five out of five <laughs> is the same reason uh, my book's not five out of five on Amazon is because people have criticised the packaging. No, it obsessed arrived with in, that. Arrived in a damaged envelope, one out of five, so that's probably what, what went wrong. And we've, we've set up a, a Chinese farm system of people marking it down just one star, one star, one However, star. However, the like five-star reviews on Levi are 100% genuine. Absolutely, yes. Yes. And, yeah, very they, good. They might not sound genuine, when you say them out loud, well, it's him. yeah, but yeah. the the people who uh, wrote those sentiments really felt them mm-hmm. deeply. From within. anyway, they were just, moved. Let's just sobbing as they typed it into Trustpilot. Tidy this up and move on. Uh, yeah, fifteen percent discount on the big three, ten percent discount on your legal fees on everything else. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Head over to the Phil Hay shows as well. We've got here the Phil Sh- the Phil Hay podcasts for your fifteen percent discount. Details of the code over there. Let's get into it, shall we? Then with the weekly update. Should we start with that traitor Rodrigo? If you want to. Half yeah. the press, that news. What doesn't he like about the championship? Same things we don't like, probably. Mm, bit difficult. I wonder if um, we could get transfers. What if we have a relegation clause so we could just leave? Mm. Yeah, I suppose 46 games and a big pay cut. It's not a great incentive to stay, is it? No. What are we doing? I'm off, actually. <laughs> Pack this in. 
But yeah. I mean, you can kind of see goes, it. Yeah, it's, it's a slightly strange move going to Qatar. I know like Pablo Hernandez did it and all that and he's 32 and it's probably a chance for a big payday but he wasn't on small money anyway, was he? He was like our highest earner. Mm. It depends how big the big money is. That's what it comes down to. You, you always imagine you, I would get to a point where I was be hopefully maybe one day rich enough to just go back in now. Yeah. That will do. But then I suppose if somebody then came along and said, well, that might do, but I'm going to double it and all you have to do is kick a ball around for a couple of years. Well, I mean, I'm pretty terrible at football. I say, well, it doesn't matter. We've seen all that. We watched you play and we still want to give you uh, more money than you would ever possibly have needed. Well, it's tempting, isn't it? So, yeah. The way you sell it, it's like such a magical dream you're selling there, Moscow. Well, it's not a magical dream it's going for the money, but like lots of people are going for the money. I'm sure Robin Cock is going to Frankfurt. I mean, all their it's salary recovery is that I've never heard the word salary recovery this year. I don't know why I'm suddenly worried about salary recovery. But yeah, so wages being paid by the new club, but it keeps him in the manner to which he's accustomed. And, you know, that is a, a financially driven move. Although, and we're supposed to be talking about Rodrigo, but Robin Cook apparently his full quotes about going to Eintracht Frankfurt were about, oh, you know, everybody in Europe has heard about the project that's going on here. It's a bit like um, when people were talking about Barcelona several years ago. I haven't heard anything about Eintracht Frankfurt. I know they designed Brendan Aronson's little brother, but I don't know if that was necessarily like, oh, Messi's coming through for Pep Guardiola's team. He's going to play with Ronaldinho. Like, oh, Paxton Aronson's going to play with Robin Cock. Oh, Got to, got to tune into the Frankfurt games next year. Got to so, Europa League final, didn't they? Did they win it? I think they won it. And they had Tony Yabal play for them. That's the most recent thing, yeah. Yeah, the most important thing. I'm just going to say this, though. I, I suspect that we just don't like anyone or anything and we're just sort of quietly bitter and resentful about anybody who dares to reject us and go off to do something else, mm. particularly in Qatar. Uh, three million quid is what Phil's reporting, of, is the fee, which when you take the wages out of it, it's what? 100 grand a week it's 5 million quid a year plus all the rest on top so it's, we're probably getting 3 million quid plus another 5 million saving on top of it something like that that's what it's all about isn't it? wages recovery yeah, the salary salary recovery yeah. if only we had Ken Bates to come on the radio and tell us that we were getting none of that money yeah. which is what he, which yeah. is what he used to do in the old days but obviously it looks on paper like we've got 3 million pounds in a big wage off not so I can't quite hear it exchange fees but he's gone to Qatar what do you think of Qatar then Ken well, maybe not for this podcast. <laughs> Probably think it was surprisingly enlightened. <laughs> very pro- progressive society they've got in Qatar. Very liquid gas and children's tears. Exactly I, what he likes. I do. I do always think less of players when they go to a big money move like this. I have to say. Is that why you hated Pablo Hernandez? Yeah, he realised he'd made a mistake and he found redemption, didn't he, in West Yorkshire? Mm. Once all the money had landed in his bank account. Although I did notice him um, in playing in a pro am for live golf the other day as well which is obviously the Saudi money who? Pablo Pablo yeah right. but it's because his his brother-in-law is obviously um, Sergio Garcia who was part of that so he was bigger boys made him do it but then all of golf is part of that now it's it is just, yeah it's in a reverse and all of and all football uh, yeah so it's really it's getting increasingly difficult to avoid and it's kind of it's a bit like um, some of the, the the players transferring to the Middle East will are surprising because like you say what is so good about Rodrigo that makes you think, oh yeah, he'll, he'll be good in Qatar for three million quid. But yeah, probably easier to get them. Who didn't? Who uh, Who was the player who, who's turned it down? 
Oh, I can't remember. Chelsea, centre forward. Chris Kamara was was one he decided he didn't. Lukaku's not interested. Lukaku's not interested in it. Yeah, so there are some who are kind of. Um, it's the it's you know how much is Rodrigo earned? He's not earned Lukaku money in his career, has he? So I guess he's somebody who's easier to kind of. So let me just get this right. Moscow easy White. Mark. Moscow White says sports washing is fine. Good. Moving on to uh, <laughs> shrug over there. Got a pre-season friendly just being announced as well against Nottingham Forest. Premier League big hitters Nottingham Forest. We're playing them on Thursday the 27th of July at, not not what time, but location. Um, Sweden. Nope. Ellen Road? Nope. Clo- you That's were closer. Ellen Road was closer than Sweden. People listening will be shouting. At, at the... I think tyres. Yep. <laughs> I think big wheels, fast cars. Pirelli? Yep. And you know yep. there, keep going. Stadium? Yep. Which is the home of? Yacht? Oh, come on, man. Think of our sponsors in the 1980s. Lions Cabinets. No, nope, keep going. <laughs> now you're just being silly, aren't you? You know exactly who it is. Think Peter Ridsdale. Peter Ridsdale. Top man. Before that. Think Nigel Clough. Shipstones. <laughs> Burton Albion. You're an idiot. Thanks. Sicken me. It's a shame we didn't get to Labatt's Ice, but another <laughs> time, maybe. <laughs> maybe so. Uh, so there's that. When's that, did you say? 27th. 27th, right. Good. Something to look forward to, isn't it? Got a game today, haven't we? We have. We're, we're recording Ma- before this. Yeah, that? we're playing Manchester United in about four hours in Oslo. Not expecting it to be a strong team. Are you heading off? Probably not. No, it's expensive over there. You'd hate it over there. It's Eighty quid a ticket. I mean, imagine like I mean, obviously there's a really high standard of living in Norway, and salaries are probably higher to accommodate the higher cost of living and higher standard of living. But you you live like like a pauper anyway. You don't need to. It's just an optional thing. So you'd get over there and see it's like. 20 quid a pint or whatever, you'd die. I spent a fortune on my car this morning, so it's what, a sore point. What's wrong with it? For, for everything it turned out. <laughs> it's, had, it's had quite a bit of stuff done to it. Go on. Uh, start motor, exhaust, um, some suspension stuff too. Right. Anyway, let's move on. I'm going to take... I can I'm, tell you're, what, you're really nice. What I'm saying is, is if, if the Qatar money was offered to me this morning, <laughs> I would probably have to take it. Yeah, yeah. Is your car more or less clapped out than Leeds United squad? There you go. Bring it back. There you go. Similar. Mm-hmm. It's in need of a, a refresh. Is the squad, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, as well as Rodrigo, everyone else is going. Well, then um, we'll talk about Rodrigo more on the member show that's coming up this week because we've done we've been marking the squad on the Bristol stool scale, which is how the quality is, the quality of your shit. Hmm. It's a hospital chart, isn't it? It was a really poor season, so we thought we'd mark it. At the suggestion of one of our members as well. This wasn't us just being puerile on the Bristol stool scale. Uh, so we're going to do all the forwards and the wingers this week. And we'll talk about Rodrigo a bit more there, but I'll kind of miss him. I never, I'm not sure I ever truly loved Rodrigo, but I will kind of miss him. I feel like I didn't like him at all for about two and a half seasons. But then he did his childlike celebrations where he's running around, you know, flapping his wrists and kind of snapped a uh, corner flag in two, didn't he? With one kick, that was mm. pretty good. That crossfield ball against Arsenal, that no, was no, that, that was very a bit memorable. It was helpful to Arsenal, um, but another case where uh, his strike partner could have saved us right at the end, couldn't he? So. Mm. Rodrigo is probably the player that has suffered from the price tag that you could use as an example. If we paid 10 million quid for him, we'd probably go like, yeah, that's all been fine. Because he's, even um, in the first two seasons, he kind of kept ticking along with goals and a few assists, not really ever elevating to that 30 million pound record signing bit. That was the problem. If he'd he'd been half the money, um, I think people would have been a lot warmer to him. Which I guess is part of, you know, part of football, isn't it? Well, yeah, and then you feed that into the discussion of him, like going to 
Qatar for the money. And it's like, well, he's only thinking about money going there. But then our opinions of him are also have been dictated by the money that uh, the club paid for him. So it all kind of wraps up into the idea that there's um, too much of a focus on money and less on just snapping corner flags, which was pretty good. And um, and he's sort of this season with him being top scorer in the relegation and kind of finally turning it on to an extent and looking like he was actually pretty good, I suppose. It doesn't make up for the previous two years, but it does kind of speak well of him that he didn't just, you know, toss it off quite easily. Just um, He never really, I suppose because he was coming from quite a low starting point, he never got worse this year. It's like, interesting drawing comparisons. I know we're getting into the territory that we'll talk about on the membership. But it's interesting drawing comparisons with him and Aronson. Similar price tag, different ages, obviously, at the point when they arrived. You were essentially buying what you thought was the finished article in Rodrigo. But people have been quick to usher Aronson out of the door and said, you shouldn't come back, get out, you shit bastard, and words to that effect. Well, that's people online, isn't it? But there's probably... Uh, easy, you know, uh, oh, oh, as soon as we've gone down, he's gone, ch- he's gone chasing this Champions League dream, whereas Rodrigo has gone to ch- chase some money. So, I mean... Is it any different? And yet you seem to be quite warm towards him in that regard. And that's not me giving a shit about what Rodrigo's done. I don't mind it going, but really. I think Rodrigo had more decent games than Brendan Aronson is what it boils yeah. down to. Yeah, Aronson was terrible after the World Cup, whereas Rodrigo was pretty much the same as he was before it. Mm. Rodrigo was decent all season, kept scoring, kept trying. Um, and I'm sure Brendan Aronson was trying all the way through, but you couldn't uh, just... He just wasn't playing well for the last five months of the season, whereas Rodrigo at least was... You could, we were getting Rodrigo was giving us more of a chance of staying in the Premier League than anything Brendan Aronson was doing I don't know I mean Brendan's basically good. he'll be back in a year won't he yeah will he though well he has to unless <laughs> like yeah I feel like we might have seen the last of him but yeah you never know we you might know. yes we may loan him out again for the next three seasons so his, his contract runs down or he has such a good season for Frankfurt that um, huge bids come in for him and we accept those but like oh, he will have to come back like his future is still at least partly in West Yorkshire and will be dictated by West Yorkshire versus Santa Clara. But uh, whereas Rodrigo's just going, so there's still a chance for Aronson to, you know, come, we get promoted again. And he's like, oh no, now I'm interested. Yeah. I'm going to neatly segue this into Flamingo Land because I would have liked to have seen photos of Rodrigo on the rides there, a la Neil Warnock on the motorbike several mm. years back. Would have been nice. We won't get to see that image now. You pleased to see uh, Flamingo Land back? Quite championship, isn't it? I've got nothing against Flamingo Land. I mean, do you like, have you been with the kids? Yeah, I went last year. Yeah. Yeah, they liked it. Good. They liked it. They didn't enjoy it as much as like Don Polian. Because mm. I was looking back, obviously, you get to dig back through the old pictures, don't you? It was the real beauty of this being announced that you get to look at the good times that we've shared in the past with them. So, yeah, Don Polian was, uh, although I think he was breaking the rules on the motorbike one because he wasn't holding on. Mm. And I reckon the rules of that probably state you, you should hold on Hands at all on times. All times. Mm. It's going to be interesting if they have a trip there this season because if Wilf Nyonto stays he won't be allowed on any of the rides will he? It's uh, it's 130 centimetres you can you can get on a lot of them then I think 140 for the bigger ones so he Maybe might if he's platform shoes yeah I was going to say if he's got a big trainer on mm. he might be alright he'd, he'd enjoy it too wouldn't he? He'd he's he's so, still a teenager isn't he? Of course he would <laughs> teenagers love going to the fair getting yeah. some candy floss yeah going. him and some of us smoking in the queue <laughs> going to the big Although, the my, my vividest memory of uh, Flamingo Landism from previous years was when I think it was the day after Warnock got sacked that they all went up there and I made a gif of it if you got the members email this week you, I dredged it up from uh, the archives I'd put out again of uh, 
it's Jason Pierce and little Chris Dawson, who I think was only 16 at the time, so the most teenage of teenagers, sitting on some uh, swings, looking like the glummest, most miserable, unhappy people. The coats are up over their faces, the hoods are up, the scowling. And then I think it's uh, it's Sam Byram and A.D. White come swinging across in front of them, laughing their heads off. And it's real, it's like one of those, uh, uh, the theatre logo, we see a happy mask and a sad mask. It's the... The two sides, the two sides of Flamingo Land. So not every teenager enjoys Flamingo Land. Chris Dawson certainly did not. Um, for anybody who's not from around these parts and wondering what the hell a Flamingo Land is, it is a land full of flamingos, isn't it? It's actually it's a theme park. Whereas I'm just looking on the map, it's sort of halfway between York and Scarborough up in uh, in North Yorkshire. Yeah, like, like Water Valley in the mud with this news, aren't they? <laughs> the exciting news doesn't stop there, Moscow AMT. The old back of shirt sponsors now, the mm. old AMT Kari thing. Yep, footballers' cars. Is that what that is? It looks to be right. When I searched it, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'll be buying one anytime soon. Paul Bell, executive director at Leeds United, added: AMT has been an official partner of the club for the past two seasons, and the success of that relationship has led to AMT stepping up to become the official secondary shirt partner of the club. We're delighted to expand our partnership. Blah 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 blah. Do we only know like five companies? Yeah, basically. I mean, Paul, we were talking about the. Uh, the good old days in the Championship and League One, that's where Paul Bell turned up. He was Ken Bates's uh, commercial director, so he basically seems like he's just dusted off the old contact book from last time we were in the Championship and phoned up um, the people he used to know. I don't know where that's all this has left Astonish. Bloody hell, yeah. I've not even, I've not even checked in on them. I still, right. the, still use the Shower Shine product this morning, mm. so I'm trying my best. Yeah, what to yeah. spread the word <laughs> among the, your householders. Yeah, well, keep, keep them relevant. Because they were they were in the ascendancy, weren't they? They, were, they got all mm. the way to Premier League sponsorship of the training kit, but then this year, uh, nowhere to be seen. So I hope everything's all right. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll check in on Yeah, I'll do a little check. I'm also checking in on, um, on AMT Autos. They do sell some normal cars. The cheapest car they have is eight and a half grand is a, a Ford S Max. It's fairly fairly standard sort of family car, but there are also you can get a pink a pink Porsche nine eleven two hundred and thirty five grand. That screams Junior Furpo, doesn't it? He must be leaving. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a, a, a Land Land Rover Range Rover uh, two hundred four thousand pounds. Feels a bit pricey, a bit beyond what I can sort of really afford at the minute. Mm, Bentley that's one hundred fifty eight. So yeah, there's some pretty dear cars there. So if all they need to do is sell one car and then sponsor Leeds. They must have a few quid knocking about. I mean, we, we're very close to the Ferrari garage here, aren't we? I do often wonder how much business they actually do um, and how much you need to sell in a month for it to be worth your while to own a big um, edge-of-town prime retail spot like that. What's the answer, Michael? Um, it sounds to me like you're accusing them of money laundering. <laughs> sounds like I'm just wondering how much it costs to, to rent a, a commercial property. I think the words money laundering came out of your mouth. They sell, they sell loads to right. footballers. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Footballers. Um, Do we need some? Should we talk about the kit first, actually? We'll get to the footballers in a second. Because we were talking about sponsors. Do you like the kit? It's dead nice. It's the best one we've had in a long time, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. It's got it ticks all the boxes boxed as it ticks all the box. Anyway, yeah. Um it's got actual proper coloured badge rather than a tonal thing or anything like that, or some weird spin on it where it's gold or something. It's like it's a yellow in the badge. It's got the proper blue and yellow together on stripes. The rest of it's pretty plain, but it's got a nice little bit of pattern to it, which is just giving it a bit of... A little, little cap, doff of the cap to the peacock. And it just differentiates mm. it from Adidas template stuff, which is what we've mainly had, isn't it? So, yeah, good. It's funny how we had to kind of climb our way into Adidas's good graces before we could have our own colours on our own shirts. I suspect we probably always could, but there may have been people at the club who wanted to disrupt things, perhaps, and, and look at things in an alternative way. And, and it can't be easy. I do want to... Have like approach it from a position of sympathy in that when you've got to have added our stripes on your kit, there's only so much you can do with them when your colours are white, yellow and blue. So I understand why you're looking at it and thinking, well, how can we vary it up this year? You know, because we've had two sets of blue stripes, haven't we, at, at varying times. Then we had the, the disco yellow ones. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, I get it. But even still, I do prefer seeing the club's actual colours versus bright orange and things like that. Mm. And all joking aside, I prefer a sponsor that's like a, a proper recognisable UK company on it as opposed to a, a, solid boiler as opposed company, to like yeah. a white label gambling brand yeah. just it, it never sits we'll right say, we'll me. save that for when we get promoted again well that's the thing isn't it as much you complain about sponsors when we've gone down we complain when we go up we're never happy no, for, no. it's good as well you uh, were highlighting before that the uh, the press release boasts that for the first time in over eight years the sponsor's name can be printed on all the men's the women's and the junior replica kit so it's like we finally have a sponsor that women and children can be allowed to look at mm. without turning their eyes away in uh, disgrace because it's <laughs> leading them onto the path of inequity into the I, I've heard I've heard it in past that made women faint yeah. you know, like they got flushed oh goodness and they couldn't yes. cope with gambling sponsors you wonder, would actually Gray have been allowed to be in the promotional photos if it had been a, a gambling sponsor given he's still a, a child possibly not and I guess he must have been allowed to wear it on the pitch, but there have been instances. Is it in Germany where the junior, play, like young players, have had to wear a different sponsor because it was like a, a alcohol or something that they were not old enough to advertise? So they Nine. Had to wear. 
yeah, they've had to um, wear a different one. And there's, when um, in Austria, when I was researching that loser we got in as manager last season, um, I discovered, I was very confused because I kept looking at... Um, <laughs> That's going to upset people. <laughs> Erling Haaland. Well, how many games did he win? Not many. Loser, isn't he? So I was looking at Erling Haaland um, and he always seemed to be wearing a, a different sponsor. He didn't have the the rotten balls. And I discovered that like, the, the rookie of the week, I think, would wear a different, uh, like a special, you're dead good at football shirt to like as a prize. Seems so fucking chip shop. Mm. Oh. And, and I we, like I like to think it was a maybe a sleeveless denim jacket if it was in Germany with patches sewn all over it. Yeah, probably. It's a wonder that it was. Well, it was Austria, but um, it was a wonder that it was not. Um, what did he call them? Attitude points. That's what Jesse Marshall was calling. Like, yeah, the guys get attitude points if they if they used to do it with their um, uh, if the player like if a player had a problem staying straying offside. Then oh, yeah, they would gain this. attitude points for not being offside. So then they like Moscow, totted just, them up on a, a shirt, like a graph or something. Just, it's like, oh, he gets to wear the special shirt today because he's been really. I'm good. picking up on a particular vibe. Are you? Were you not particularly sold on Jesse Marsh? Um, what happened last season? <laughs> were you around for it? But the kit looks good, doesn't it? And it's nice. Our colours. That's the thing that's been frustrating is when we do kind of rotate through all the different colours. Is that these ones look really good. Mm. Um, particularly it's it's nice I'm glad that the badge is uh, is full colour that always looks good I mean to check if it's um, how's it looking on the goalkeeper shirt because they're quite lively aren't they well they've got um, there's a white goalkeeper's kit which does beg the question of when, when exactly we'll wear it because if we're changing out of our white kit because it clashes then when's the goalie going to get to wear white I suppose maybe some, if there's a team in I don't know red white and red something mm-hmm. like that I don't know and you see the the third kit colours in one of the keeper shirts as well don't you the um the rhubarb and custard, there's one of those. Yeah, it's, it's quite lively, that, isn't it? Which is going to come. So people can complain about the second and third kits, but at least the home kit. I'm really looking Oof. forward to the second and third kits. As well, we should say that um, they've been designed by um, Acid FC, haven't they? That was mentioned on the website. And we actually spoke to Ed from Acid FC on, there's an Extra Ball episode, wasn't it? Which you can find if you're a TSB Plus we member. worked with Ed. Ed designed, I'm now holding up a copy of our CU Win book magazine. £8, £6 if you're a TSP Plus member, all about, it was in partnership with Paul Trevelyan and he made a beautiful collage of uh, Paul Trevelyan's uh, drawings of the Reeve era into a nice design with phrases from Marching On Together, which is the song that Paul Trevelyan got made. And if I was listening to this podcast, I didn't already have a copy of this in my house, (laughs) I would be going to squareball.net and paying £8 to buy that because it's 164 pages. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, Goodness you'll get safe. the 2023 summer special, which is also 164 pages. So that's that. So that's. Could you could you put two of those in one envelope? Two and save, fit in save one envelope. Postage. Well, yeah, the postage is uh, um, still the same. So that's definitely what you should be doing. And then you'll have uh, lots of good I, stuff to read. I started out thinking that was shameless, and I think you actually did really, really well. How you hawked that off? Then. We uh, Ed designed kits for us as well back in the day as well. We had the um, we had the top lads square ball shirt. It was pointed out to me in particular um, circles that that is a, a, a gay slang term, which I wasn't aware of at the time. Yeah, so, but that's um, not a problem. And the goalkeeper shirt, I can confirm. I found one of the bright... Uh, Don't Google it now, Michael, not on the work Wi-Fi. One of the pink ones. <laughs> the goalkeeper shirt, despite being... Private browsing when you're at home. <laughs> a full uh, shocking pink uh, does have the full colour badge on. It's not like a, a single colour um, effort. 
And I applaud that decision. That's always best. So are we saying kits are better off being designed by professional designers who are Leeds fans who have worked with the square ball rather than narcissists and their children? That's why we work with them first. Mm. And then Leeds United get dragged, kicking and screaming. Um, Probably, I'm not going to say against their will. I'm sure they're quite happy with the... (laughs) With the, the results. Um, and also, you know, Andrea Radvitsani is out there taking all the credit for it. So he's obviously very, very willing, despite the uh, the years of evidence beforehand that he's got um, terrible taste and couldn't design his way out of a wet paper bag. Then obviously the fact that this looks really good. Who do you think, this, who, who do you think made this though? It's got to be down to him. That's what yeah. he said in, on, twi- on the Twitters, didn't he? Yeah. Who the, do you think Last year's this? kits would have looked a lot better with his badge on. That's the thing. It was part of a, it's part of an artistic vision he had probably for the whole thing, and mm. and because we forced him to change the badge, just ruined the whole thing. It it looked great with that other badge on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean he really, yeah. I hope over time he's going to pipe down because I don't <laughs> want like if we get promoted next season, he'd be like being like, well, well, who do you think is responsible mm. for for this? Like I wanted Daniel Farker in the first place, or like, whatever. Um, I don't need to hear it. Like Sam Dora, he's got fucking, he's employed Andrea Perlo as his manager. Like, what does he need to worry about Leeds United's shirts for? Just zo- get off Twitter. But he, ca- he can't let it go, though, can he? He can't, he, need, he needs the validation. For whatever like, reason, he needs the validation. In this room, if so if, imagine this is your office and you own a football club and then behind that wall is Andrea Perlo. You wouldn't be on Twitter. You'd be just bothering him all the time. Yeah, but like, Perlo's well, probably trying to avoid him. Yeah, but even so, but I mean, we're talking about somebody who's not got the social awareness um, that, that you may have. You would go and bother him all the time. So if I have any advice to Andrea Rapsani, leave us alone, get off Twitter, and just go and um, upset Andrea Perlo until he resigns. Well, if, if and the, then go back on Twitter and be like, oh yeah. If the reports are to be believed, though, he wanted to stick around for another couple of years in some capacity, didn't he? Even if it was just at arm's length over in Italy. Kit designer. When, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was his son. When... Um, when 49ers took over, but I think they might have said, look, this is just not going to happen. He's still going to be turning up at staff nights out and stuff, isn't he? He'll be getting the... It's David Brent in the office, he's isn't gonna, it? Yeah. yeah, he's going to know someone who, you, oh, I've got I've got word that they're going to be at this bar for Turn up with a Labrador. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when, uh, you remember Paul Heckingbottom when we got Bielsa and he was on he was on the Stoke game and before the game he was kind of going like, well, I don't see what he's going to do that I want going to do. He's not even brought Andy Yard I'm in. I don't know what he's playing at. And then half time he's got yeah, they're looking pretty good. Looking, <laughs> looking quite good there, Leeds. Uh, they're not so good with ball, but pretty good without ball. Uh, just returning to players then, let's have a quick word about those. Ryan Manning, not coming here. I, I knew I shouldn't have said it. As soon as the words left my mouth, I don't know if you heard what I said with Phil on, on, on Tuesday. And when I just I said that if Ryan Manning pitched up at Leeds, it would be one of the most obvious things ever, or like the football's worst kept secret. I just meant because we've been rumoured to have him loads. Who is he? I mean, that's... Left back, came from Swansea, free okay. transfer, performed well in the Champo last year. This is what's... Um, I highly recommend just ignoring all this stuff because <laughs> I know that, like they... The first time I really knew about it was when they tweeted this picture of him with a comment from a Leeds fan saying that he was signing for us. And I, was like, I don't know what the fuck this guy is. So I, I only know about it because Dan told me. Yeah. I only know his name because Phil mentioned it. So, so we can, it's Phil's fault. It's all down. Blame, Phil's the, blame the jockey if you want. So it's a good... So the the message is don't listen to Phil, particularly if he's appearing on podcasts, for <laughs> yes. example. Listen to it for the 15% off. That's what I, that's what I do. Yeah. Because I forget every week, so I need to just check in. <laughs> Remind yourself what but, you told I mean, you actually do as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah you do. 
Well, we have signed, or we're in the process of signing someone. It's not uh, Joel Pirro, but it's his uh, it's his brother, Louis Piri. Mm. Piri, 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 Piri. Spicy. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a boy from Scotland. He's got a load of goals though. Yeah, I mean he's a child though. I do think when Romano's onto this sort of stuff, we it's, do, his, it's very much dregs, isn't it, for Romano? A 200 grand signing of a 16-year-old. I mean, Fabrizio's got big problems. I mean, I know he does actually have some like link-ups with proper newspapers and stuff where he does some reporting, but with the whole people leaving Twitter and the algorithms messing things up, and um, he's got to now find a way of justifying the fact that he spends 20 hours a day sliding his sweaty little fingers around like seven different phones because he's just like, I've got to know what a transfer is. I've got to know every transfer. Free, base, free basing coffee. Yeah, and then um, uh, as, he, as he shivers everything out, like, oh, some 16-year-old's going from Aberdeen to Leeds. Everybody must know. And then, like, nobody actually cares about it anymore. I don't know what he what his next career move is if he starts um, tweeting those kind of things out into a, into a void. He needs to pivot it's, into right-wing conspiracy theories if he wants, to, get, uh, if he wants to carry on getting amplified. That's the way to do it, isn't it? <laughs> yes. There's... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to um, do too much of a thought experiment down, oh, along those lines. Well, we'll yeah. get punished by the algorithm, won't we, on the YouTube? So. But best advice for Brits, you'll just get some sleep. Yeah. None of it Forget matters. about this. Don't matter, like, does it? Learn a trade. If Leeds signed Manning or signed this kid, they'll put something on the website and tell me when it's done. So it's fine. Fabrizio... <laughs> I, I feel like you. that's not the majority view, though. People love transfers, don't they? Yeah, but they all need to know this as well. You'll find out when they're done. Fabrizio, and I've, I've said this before, Fabrizio Romano can't tell you anything. He can't tell you that that deal is confirmed. He can, he can tell you it's going to be confirmed, and then it will be, but that information, people need to get used to the idea, that's useless. It doesn't help you. The only thing that helps you is to know that it's happened, and he can't tell you that. Well, he can tell you that it's happened, but, that, but that's only, not about his th- thing. only about three seconds before everybody else. Which doesn't matter. Like, you may as well, like, it's always the thing. If he didn't do any of this, you would still find out exactly the same. Have you ever noticed what he actually does sometimes for Britsio? Bless him. Like, you know, let's say there's an embargo for 12.30, where and an embargo for anybody who doesn't know, the press get the story ahead of time, and they'll say, right, we'll be making this announcement at 12.30, which is the reason why you see Phil, Popey, Graham, all the usual Legion United people all post something at the same time. That's when the embargo lifts, yeah? That's when you can talk about it. If you look at what Romano does, he'll occasionally go thirty seconds early or a minute early, like just just to try and get the uh, steal the march on the on the embargo. It doesn't matter, and he's still. It's funny. He can't. It, he he does. He can't tell you. It's he can't. It's, just, <laughs> it's it's impossible for him to confirm it because he is not doing it. <laughs> anyway, uh, do we have anything else to add then um, on this got week's a new, uh, this week's news? Got a new coach. Uh, oh yeah, got a button back at the club. That's good. Which is good. Ed Wooden. Different spelling, isn't different, it? Different, yeah. It's a, it's a Wooten, not a Wooton. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Wooden like managing a team now in uh, Down Under. So a new goalkeeping coach are replacing Marcus Abad. Mm. Abad. Feels like there's, there's a fairly clean sweep coming up, isn't there? Oh, we do need to talk about the, um, what's his name? The guy from Brentford, the technical director who may be getting spoken to about uh, coming to Leeds. That's, that's fun, isn't it? Because, well, they've done really well in the market for a start. Scott Wooden's still playing. Wellington Phoenix. Good. Is that in, New Zealand? Uh, it's, uh, where's Wellington? Yes. It's there. Yes. New Zealand. Wellington, New Zealand, but playing in the Austrian league. Um, he's only 31. I don't know why Austrian. I thought. Australian. <laughs> um, <laughs> really long away days. Absolutely why pain in the ass, this. is Scott 
Wotton only 31. <laughs> Answer me that. We missed his best years, didn't we? Yeah. Morecambe got 10 games out of him, though. Uh, what's the lad called from Brentford? <sighs> Dykes, isn't it? Lee Dykes. To mispronounced Sean Dykes. Yeah, that'd be a coup if, he, if he's their technical director. So he's obviously got a real insight into their transfer policy. Lots of interest in him from other clubs, apparently. So I think, yeah, it'd be, that'd be a good one if you got him. Come in and do some bits. And there are always limits on how much that information you're allowed to take with you, though. Because that's been one of the things. It's been interesting seeing how um, Brighton and is Aston Villa as well have kind of smuggled their way into the European competitions, even though their owners own other clubs who are also playing in European competitions. And one of the things they said is that, so take Brighton, for example, the whole thing is that Tony Bloom, their owner, has that incredible database, like the most... He's got his own... Um, like patented algorithm, hasn't he? Like it's it's his. He has. And UEFA have said, okay, Brighton can be in European competition as well as it's um, it's the team that uh, Thomas Christensen used to manage. I can't remember what they're called. And they can also be, but you are not allowed to share any scouting information between them, between the two. That's got to be. So the whole point really of like having Tony Bloom being your owner is that you get access to his patented um, algorithm and find out who all the good players are. And now, they're not allowed to know. So what are they going to do? Just sign loads of shit players. And he, yeah, and he just has to stand by and go like, I can't help. He's like, bead pounding on the, the glass like your way for destroying my dreams. Just meeting parks, showing them the lists. Say so it'll be similar stuff with the... Uh, but you can't paint a list of footballers, can you, of the ones that you've identified, that you've, your department's effectively scouted. Maybe well, you, you can't can paint take... the algorithm, but your wafer yeah. can dictate if like, you cannot. But it is the rule. I mean, they've really relaxed the rules as well. Like, strictly speaking... Those teams should not be in the same uh, European competitions. But they're going like, all right, you can be as long as you don't do any of these things. And Brentford will probably treat their information in a similar way. It's like, okay, you can go and uh, sign for Leeds. But if we hear about you buying any players that you've researched while you were here, we will all oh, we'll be all sorts of mad at you. Mm, I'm not sure that can be a thing from a legal standpoint. But it's we'll... non-compete. There's the thing, it's one of the problems, I mean, we keep talking about Twitter, but they've got the new... Uh, CEO, part of the contract from leaving previous jobs is not allowed to do deals with people that they did commercial deals with at their previous employers. So it's all like, great, so you can phone up and get us a sponsorship with Snickers. You're like, well, no, actually, I am forbidden from doing all that. The, it, would the be, world of... it would be quite funny if we managed to get him on some sort of technicality like you're not allowed to go to another Premier League club or if yeah. you do, you've, you've got to sit out for six months because we're not a Premier League club. Don't know if you've noticed that. Um, but anyway watch that one with interest watch it is interesting how that all works because there is it, there was the crossover with Southampton and Leicester getting in like swapping sporting directors and what they one of them had to like sit down for six months and couldn't take part in the the, near, the newest window because they'd done all the work for Southampton to sign the players so it's like you can't go to Leicester and just like try to sign the same players so as sporting directors become like you know, the transfer market and everyone's like, oh, we've got to have a really good sporting director and people are competing to get the best ones. That's a new factor that we've never really had to consider before. Go back to the days of brown envelopes and um, service station cafes and that. <laughs> Thank you. Handing over a bag of tracksuits for a 16-year-old and Fabrizio Romano has absolutely no involvement in any of it. Right, let us move on from this and wrap up this show and just say that we will react to the Man United game. Some people have left. With Phil. 
Not talking um, about the people who've left. Not asked. Who's left? Urente. Bothered. Rocker's off. Not asked. Christensen's off. Right, we've done it now. Dan James is back. Good. I'm pleased. I think Elder he'll be Costa's good. back. What is Helder Costa doing? Isn't he out of contract? No, he's got another year. Has he? Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I felt certain that... He must, he must that, have already won the year, would he? he was out of contract, yeah. I was genuinely <laughs> shocked to see it was the, the Ian Wright clip of I thought you was dead, that one. It's how I felt seeing Helder Costa walk through the doors. It was like, what? I think next season he is finally done with us. But then that's when Brendan Aronson and Diego Llorente are coming back. Along with Rasmus Christiansen, all these old friends will be returning. Mark Rocker as well, didn't That, that seems like it's going to be a loan as well. So. Costa was all right in the championship, he was fine. wasn't he? I'm sure. He was looking good in the Premier League, but then Rafinha signed and his, his heart mm. fell into his boots. And mm. he did win the league in Saudi Arabia last year, so he's officially better than Cristiano Ronaldo. Good lad. Right, we will wrap it up there then, and we'll return with another weekly update next week. We will chat about the Man United game with Phil towards the back end of this week and hopefully they start doing some stuff because it'd be nice to have something else to talk about. We've had some information. We've got some shirt sponsors. We've got a kit. Give us some more. They sold a load of players. We've ignored it. I'm not bothered, are we? Not, sell, not selling Willie Nonto. Players, Good. Are, players we're not bothered about. Yeah. Willie Nonto, want to keep him? Yeah? Yeah. Good. Right, we've said it. We'll see you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.